Well, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Between the Shadows. This is Kara. And this is Kristen. And we are back on a new subject, talking about Jason McGuire this week. Oh, yes. Yes. We just ended, wrapped up uh, Laura Collins last week. Um, that was exciting and It was a very emotional, emotional. time for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very good. We really enjoyed that. Um, she's one of our favorites to cover and talk about. Before we really get started, I just want to say a huge thank you to all of you on Facebook out there. We're up to 515 likes as of today <laughs> thank you followers. So thank you so much we really appreciate you guys thanks for sticking with us we yeah. love dark shadows it's <laughs> good to see other people out there who love it as much as we do to start this week off with jason it's pretty much right after lore burns up in the fire literally they didn't waste any time with jason like yeah. as soon as she burned up the very next episode yeah. We, we see this mysterious man in the blue whale. Yeah. Takes him a few episodes to actually show his face while he's creeping around town and yep, stuff. Yep, yep. But he f- finally ends up first showing his face in the diner with Maggie. That's when we really start, it, start to get a feel of who Jason is, like, mm-hmm. as a person. We see Maggie and Joe were in the blue whale talking about Laura and then talking about Mrs. Stoddard being better and Jason we see him in the background at the bar Mm -hmm. and he's and he's drinking that's that's the first time we see his face but as soon as he hears Elizabeth Stoddard's name he's like excuse me did I hear you talking about Elizabeth Stoddard and Joe's kind of like who are you you know yeah but Maggie's just like oh yeah this and this and Joe's like Maggie you know (laughs) but but so that's where we first see Jason and we're like okay so this guy knows who Elizabeth is all right Joe and Maggie were talking about Elizabeth suddenly getting better yeah and he wonders if she's been sick and he you know he claims to have been a friend and and Maggie tells him that she hasn't been off the hill in 18 years so like we said Elizabeth's troubles have just begun yeah (laughs) so we go to Collinwood and David who still doesn't remember everything about what happened with his mother you know he just knows that there was a fire and his mother is gone now he's waiting for his aunt elizabeth to come home and david has cleaned himself up he's standing there in a suit and tie just eager watching out the big picture window waiting for his for elizabeth he seems to be uneasy about it and he tells vicky that he's a little frightened of her coming home because of the last way the last time he saw her and the way that she was right for a nine-year-old, this had to have been kind of traumatizing to see the woman who loved him most to be so still and silent and unable to speak or move. And he even says she looked dead. You know, she told Vicky he she looked dead. Yeah. And this was all that David could think about. And he was worried that Liz would look much the same when she got home and he couldn't get it out of his head of how she, how she looked last time. Yeah. But, you know, Vicky tells him there's no need to be afraid and that she's well and she's not going to be that way. And I think some of this fear was still a bit residual after what happened with his mom, even though he couldn't quite remember it and he couldn't remember seeing his mother burning up in the fire. I think his subconscious remembered and that kind of put him on edge too. Right. And, and he's it, already dreamed this. Right. So he's already kind of seen it in his dreams. Right. He still remembers all the dreams. He just doesn't remember, you know, actually yeah. seeing it and yeah. without dreaming and I think it's lucky he couldn't remember because otherwise I think he would have been the one in a hospital in Boston and would would have been needing a Dr. Guthrie. For sure. <laughs> so. For sure. Liz comes home 
and she's well and she's like Liz used to be and David's relieved so relieved so she's just come home from the hospital and while she was still in the hospital and back to her old self she just kept saying over and over I've got to get back to Collinwood yeah and you know she can't quite remember the things that have happened to her and Carolyn is worried she's like why do I feel like something's wrong and she goes to Roger and asks him if there's something wrong with the business Mm -hmm. and Roger's like, no, there's nothing wrong with the business. Actually, business as well. I've got the report to prove it if you don't believe me, you know. And Carolyn was like, she just kept saying she has to get back here. And I just thought that there was something wrong with the business. Mm -hmm. And everyone fusses over her and insists that she get to bed, even though Liz feels fine. If she's not just a little bit uneasy. David gets to go up and talk to her for a while. And then Vicky comes in and Liz wants to talk to Vicky about the things that went on while she was gone. Right. And we find out that she was gone for a total of five weeks. Wow. She was gone from Collinwood. Wow. And she asks uh, Vicky about Dr. Guthrie. And she doesn't seem overly concerned that he's dead and how he died. Just what did he do while he was here? Where did he go? What? Because I, I know he investigated. Why did he investigate Collinwood? Because Laura's Laura lived at the cottage. Why did he investigate here? Right. And did he go into the basement? Did he go into the 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 closed off wing? The closed the- off wing. Yep, yep. And so she just she's just so disturbed. Vicky was like, no, he was. We didn't know it was Laura. That's why he was investigating here, and you know, blah blah blah. And right. He, he investigated everything thoroughly, and now all of a sudden Liz is, you know, terrified. Yeah. And for someone, I mean, five weeks, for someone who's been at Collinwood and in the house for 18 years and it's never left the grounds, Liz must have been dying a little inside Yeah. when she realized that it had been over a month since she had been there. Mm-hmm. And a lot can happen in five weeks. And there's one, once she gets home in the middle of the night, we see her, we see her sneak away from her room. And she goes down to the locked room of the basement. Mm-hmm. We're back to this locked room. Yeah. Matthew's already told Vicky, stay away from there. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Stoddard's the only one with a key, and you need to stop putting your nose where it doesn't belong, basically. Basically, yeah. And But Vicky goes down there and finds her. While she, she tells Liz the reason that she uses is she was investigating a noise. Mm-hmm. You know, she kept hearing noises. As always. But Vicky is ever curious and still may be searching for some answers. From this point on, we don't hear another word about it, yeah. about Vicky's past. Yeah. This is where it all just dies. Yeah, we, we don't hear another word. Yeah. Not another word. So, so she finds her in the basement, and she wanted to look around because she heard a noise, and... Liz is just, she's terrified that Vicky has found her in the basement, and she makes her promise that she wouldn't tell anyone that she found her down there. Yeah. You know, Vicky, Vicky is very loyal to, to Elizabeth. She really is. And she didn't really ask questions, even though you could tell by the look on her face and the sound of her voice, she was burning with questions. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want anyone to know? Mm-hmm. Why are you down here? What's in this room? What are you so afraid of? You know, but she didn't ask. She just said, okay, I promise. I won't say a word. Yeah. And while that's going on, Burke has taken David on the fishing trip that he promised to take him on um, mm-hmm. but when Laura was still there. Yeah, he and um, just he he just still took him on the fishing trip even though the trouble we knew the trouble was over. Right. In some situations it's like David is like Burke and Vicky's kind of child, you know, cuz kind of Vicky seems is that his way. caretaker and you know Burke is Eventually, with Vicky, we know this. Yeah, yeah, later on down, and not too much further down the line, honestly, but Burke and Vicky are about to make a go of this thing. Right, and, and David's just always there because 
Vicky's his caretaker, and right. yeah, definitely not caretaker slash governess, whatever. Yeah, well, they they become very tight, you know. Yeah. I mean, and he's already grown; it's so attached to Burke from the second he met him. Right. So in a weird way, they're just kind of they kind of like, his, like his surrogate parents, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. I absolutely agree. But um, anyways, Burke has taken David on the fishing trip, and so that gives Vicky the day off. Mm-hmm. So she decides to um, take the opportunity and go into Collinsport to see Maggie at the hotel. Yeah, she's always going to see Maggie. She's right. never going anywhere else. She's like, I'm going to go see Maggie. You know? I'm sure Carolyn that's my bestie. bugs her half the time at the house, and she got to right. get out. Right. Well, <laughs> so. and, and, and Carolyn, you know, singed the bridge a bit. You know, uh, like, yeah. didn't didn't completely burn it, but she definitely singed it a bit with how jealous she got with, with Burke and Vicky and... I definitely agree. So. I definitely agree. So Vicky gets to the coffee shop uh, to see Maggie, and Jason McGuire is there. Yes. So this is really the first time we really... We really get to hear about him and kind Jason of get a feel. Really, he really starts talking. Yes. And he just starts going off about coffee with Maggie, I guess, just to break the ice yes. and get her talking. And Yes. So Jason was claiming that he had drank hundreds of cups of coffee, all different kinds of coffee, um, during a visit to Brazil, he says. Okay. And he said that he could have been a professional coffee taster. And so so this is, this is the whole thing that he's going off with Maggie about. And Maggie seems to be interested. I mean, granted, like we said, you know, a while back, she's kind of like your local bartender. Yeah. Even if they don't agree with you, they're going to smile at you and, and, and tell you pleasant things. And She'll talk to anybody. She'll talk to anybody. She's very good at it. So this is when Vicky walks in, right after all of this. she He's been talking about coffee, and in she walks. Like we said, every time that he hears Elizabeth Stoddard's name, his ears perk up, and he starts asking more questions about her and claims that he knows her or had known her a long time ago. And, you know, Vicky came in, you know, David, David's here and Mrs. Stoddard is back and she seems to be feeling good. She's up and around and yeah. asking questions like he doesn't know the answer to them. Like, right. And who's David again? Right, right. He seems to know all about them. And then he brings up Paul Stoddard mm-hmm. and wonders if he's still around. And Vicky says, no one ever mentions Paul Stoddard's name. Yeah. You know, what do you know about it? Yeah. And she's very surprised and very apprehensive because, again, she's very loyal to Liz. And she, who are you, you know? Yeah. He ends up showing himself at Collinwood that same day. Once he knows everyone who lives up there and knows their names. Thank you, Vicky. <laughs> and he, he talks with Carolyn for a few minutes and does his best to charm her. And then Liz walks in and she's obviously shocked to see him. Jason had his back to her mm-hmm. when she walked in the drawing room. Mm-hmm. And she just has this very pleasant smile. She's the she's the matriarch of the house. She's back. She's feeling great. She's happy to be home. She's happy to be home. She's got this great big smile. And then he turns around and her smile just diminishes into a look of shock immediately. Mm-hmm. And this was just like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously, Liz wasn't happy to see him, mm-hmm. but she was certainly surprised. And... It immediately had me wondering who he, who he is, and more to the point, who is he to Liz? Yeah. Because she comments that he was the last person she ever expected to see. Yeah. And she asks him what he's doing there, and he says, now, Liz, surely you know. Surely you know. Yeah, his little Irish accent. Some his. kind of <laughs> weird accent. <laughs> Sorry. And he claims to have wrote her a letter that a few months back, whether he did or not, we'll never know. Yeah. So... Liz kicks Carolyn out of the room mm-hmm. because Carolyn's the one who answered the door, you know. And After your stint with Burke, nobody wants you around, get Jason. Out. Get, get out. Get out. <laughs> Just get out.
get out. You end up liking the worst people, girl. Exactly. And, and she's already got that smile with Jason, like, oh, he's so charming. Oh, you know, he's so charming. I, I don't think there's any feelings there, but, you know, it's whatever. It's, it's Carolyn. It's Carolyn. <laughs> you got to tread lightly with her. Keep her Definitely. away. She kicks Carolyn out of the room. Liz asks Jason what he wants and knows that he is there for a reason. And at first, he claims he's just passing through and wanted to say hello. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Remember the last person who said that? Right. <laughs> and this is where this blackmail that Jason tortures Elizabeth relentlessly begins. Oh, yeah. It starts up with Jason wanting an invitation from Liz to stay at Collinwood. This was the same night he had come back. Within Didn't waste no time. 15 minutes of talking to her. Yes. And he uses the same threat over and over again. Um, he reminds her that the night 18 years ago uh, with Paul and that he hints that he'll tell everything he knows if she doesn't give him what he wants. Yeah. It's the same threat over and over, over and, over. and over again. Um, and she tells him he can stay. Um, on the main floor with the servants. In the servants' quarter, yep. Stay away from the family. Yep. But you can stay here. And he knows immediately, he's like, I don't want a servants' room. I want one on the second floor with a view of the ocean. Yeah. And this was after really not wanting to let him stay, obviously. But, obviously. Uh, coming to the conclusion, she had no choice. Well, and at this point, we kind of gather this secret that Liz has been holding, this whole secret she's been having since the beginning of the show that we can't quite put our finger on. Yeah. We realize now Jason knows what that secret is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. So now we kind of get the idea that this is not going to end anytime soon. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, everyone, everyone, of course, is surprised by Liz when she, quote unquote, lets Jason stay on at Collinwood. Yeah. His next demand comes from, comes in the form of wanting new clothes. And, of course, Liz gives him what he wants because of his constant reminder of what she's hiding mm-hmm. in the locked room in the basement. Mm-hmm. And later on, he straight up asks her for money, you know, God. and she can think of it as an allowance for him. Don't forget, before Vicky, there were no visitors or strangers at the, at the house. Right. Say for Bill Malloy, but he wasn't a stranger or a visitor. He was there on business most days. Yeah, and he was part of the business, part of the family. This had to be pretty shocking for the rest of the family. It's like, what is she doing all of a sudden? She never lets people up here. The only reason Vicky is up there is because Liz is paying her, you know? Right. And... Roger meets Jason shortly after Liz comes into the drawing room and finds him there. And Roger says this great thing. He's like, if he has to stay here to say hello, how long will it take for him to say goodbye? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Yes. And Roger, Roger, though, is the most curious and the most direct in asking Liz, who is this guy? Who is he to you? Even Roger... I mean, he isn't really in on this. No, he has at no. All. He has no idea. No idea. He just down to the fact where he's asking, "Who is Jason McGuire?" Yeah, who is he? It's not like when Laura came or or when Bert came, you know. Right. Like Jason is just as involved in Liz's problem, you know, as Burke and Laura and Roger were all tied together yes, in a problem. Yes. Yes. So definitely. it's like it, it's crazy that nobody knows who Jason is. Yeah, he's like not even Roger. Yes, and he even goes so far as to ask Jason himself when he pr- finds him prowling around in the basement at, at night, who, who are you? <laughs> yeah. And Jason, he always has an excuse. And like I've said before, he is a world-class manipulator and a world-class blackmailer. Yeah. A little bit of history on Jason. He, in the show, he was born in 1918, and he was either raised um, in Ireland or was of Irish descent because um, he had, you know, this weird Irish accent. 
And we already talked about the coffee thing. And in the early 1930s, Jason was a con artist. Mm. He ended up being wanted in several countries for smuggling, for extortion. And we don't find this out till much later because Burke gets his man on and says, who is yep. this guy? Can you look into this guy? Yep. <laughs> They've never been so more happy to have Burke in his connections. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> when it came that, to Jason. That was actually a good one. So he, he was a friend of Paul's. That's what we find out. Jason McGuire was a friend of Paul Stoddard. Yeah. He came to Collinsport in the mid-1940s. This was sometime while Elizabeth was married to Paul. When he first heard of their marriage, he was surprised that Paul Stoddard married because he thought he wasn't the man for marriage. Yeah. And it's implied that Elizabeth and Jason were once very close, and he mentions that one time that they had a picnic beneath a peach tree. But Elizabeth denies pretty much all of it, so... Just a little bit of history on Jason for you. Do you think Paul was maybe kind of conish with Jason in the past? I think they definitely had some cahoots for sure. I don't think Paul was a stand-up guy at all. From the little that we know about him, just up until this point. So yes, I think even the night that it all happened, you know, Paul was making a deal with Jason. They Before Liz, you know, smacked him over the head, Paul was making a deal with Jason. That's why he was trying to leave with the suitcase of money. They were going to go off to explore the world or whatever or to make more money. and Something, yeah. Something okay. like that. So, no, okay. I don't I, – I definitely think Paul – had some ties in with Jason with the whole conning and so that's the beginning of Jason for us the next thing that happens there's two big things that happen in this this era of dark shadows um we get Jason McGuire and we start to understand what Liz's secret is oh yeah and the other thing is remember all this time Burke Devlin has been working towards revenge on the Collinses Mm -hmm. and we're about to get the end of that (laughs) um so this uh, these next few scenes, Sam asks Roger for these paintings that he sold him ten years ago when Roger was t- trying to keep him quiet. A very important art dealer, um, her name was Portia Fitzsimmons, has come to see Sam to buy some of his paintings for an art show, and he has an opportunity to make a lot of money. But she's only interested in a series of paintings that he did ten years ago, and she's given him a week to get the paintings and. So he's gone to Roger because he knew that those paintings that he did 10 years ago were the ones that he sold Roger for the $15,000. Right. Roger can't find them, of course, and doesn't want to find them. And Roger says he will sell them back to Sam for $50,000. Mm. And Sam gives Roger 48 hours to produce these paintings or he'll go to Burke and tell him what he knows. <laughs> it's always that. Always. And this is the other, you know, do this or I'm going to do this kind of thing. Um, 48 hours come and go, and Roger hasn't found the paintings. Mm. He wants into the locked room in the basement because he thinks that they might be in there, and he he attempts to break the lock on the door. Yeah. And Liz catches him and threatens to kick him out of Collinwood for good if he breaks down the door. Mm-hmm. And what, what are you hiding? Yeah, Liz asks him, "What are you? Are you hiding anything from me?" And he says, "Of course not." And then he promptly asks, "Are you hiding anything from me?" Mm-hmm. And this was that era, you know, Liz was hiding something from Roger. Roger was hiding something from Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And we at least get to the bottom of one of them by the time this is all over. They're a bunch of liars, if you ask me, these Collinses. (laughs) It's like, man, they're siblings, though, brother and sister. You'd think they can help anybody out. It's each other. Yeah, I mean, I guess I Which is true. Yeah. I guess I kind of don't get that concept. I'm like, if it's your brother or sister, you do anything for them, you know? But I realize not all relationships are like that. I get that. (laughs) And to be fair, Liz does everything she can. She does. She does. She's got a lot of responsibilities, and sometimes 
the responsibilities seem to take precedent sometime, but mm-hmm. she really does love her family, and she really does want the best for her family. Mm-hmm. Every person of the family. Every person of the family. Not just David, not just her own daughter. E- even in even in the, the, the situation where David messed with his dad's brakes. But she I mean, still went out of her way to hide that. Yeah, yeah. Talking about it, there's not many Collinses left. No, I mean, and, and that's why she keeps her family so close and protected. Liz is in her fifties. Roger's got to be pretty close. Yeah. So the only the only ones left are Carolyn and David. Yeah. And Carolyn could, you know, go off and get married, and she won't technically be a Collins. She anymore. won't be carrying on the Collins name. Right. She'll I be mean, carrying on the blood, but not the name. Right. I mean, she's already not carrying on the name because she's a Stoddard and not a Collins. Right. Liz does her best to protect the family, how, whatever that means, in, yeah. in any way necessary. Yeah. Um, so so he, can't, he can't find the paintings, and Sam is seething and drinking because Roger can't find these paintings. He keeps telling Maggie, I could have had res- recognition, and then he just lets it blurt to Maggie, who doesn't know that it's Roger who bought up all these paintings. Mm-hmm. Maggie doesn't know Roger bought these paintings. He said that he searched up and down Collinwood and he couldn't find them. And it doesn't take Maggie long to figure out why her pop wouldn't tell her that it was Roger who couldn't find the paintings. And finally gets Sam to admit that he saw who was driving Burke's car the night of the manslaughter. Mm. So Maggie, you know, being the local bartender she is type, that's just another piece of juicy information that she's now obtained. Yeah, and it just happens to concern her own family. Yeah. And like we've already discussed, um before Sam's wife back when she she was ill and they desperately needed the money and this is what he tells Maggie mm-hmm. this is the excuse he gives her or mm-hmm. truth or not yeah and, and and I do think there is some truth in that because Sam's a family man too he wanted to be able to give his wife what she needed and he wasn't he wasn't producing the money yeah. so Maggie after learning that she's really sorely disappointed in Sam for not doing the right thing. He pleads with her not to be disappointed or ashamed of him, but Maggie's devastated, and she leaves the house for a little while just to get out. Yeah, just to get some take air a walk. take a walk. <clears throat> I'm surprised she didn't end up on Widow's Hill. I know, right? That <laughs> seems to be the, the thinking place for everyone around here. <laughs> but yeah, she goes out for a while, and when she does come back, um, she tells her pop that there's one way to make it up to her by going to Burke and telling him the truth about what he knows. Yeah, yeah. She 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 begs him, please just do the right thing. And this is just this this is a big piece in the um, closing of Burke's revenge yeah definitely once maggie knows it's all downhill from there yeah Yeah. (laughs) maggie wants her dad to be a stand-up person and she knows that he's a good man and he will do the right thing this was just a moment of desperation for him and And get this off his chest yeah so he can move on she well she sees and she tells burke later you don't see the hell that he's been through you don't see how he's beat himself up and and tortured himself over this the whole 10 years you've been gone yeah this it's just been this the so drink, the drinking and stuff. I think a lot. I think a lot of Maggie just just wanted him to get it over with. You know, just get it over with. You deserve to feel better. You're a good man. You yeah. know. Yeah. And and it's the right thing to do. You know, you, this guy went to prison for five years for a crime he didn't commit, and you knew it. Yeah. You knew it. Yeah. But after this, we go to the Blue Well where Burke and Vicky are on a date. Like I said, they're going to make a go of this, you know. Mm-hmm. And Vicky tells Burke all about Jason McGuire. And then Jason walks in, speaking mm-hmm. of the devil, mm-hmm. and meets uh, Burke. And this is where we first meet Willie Loomis. 
Willie! <laughs> and Willie Loomis is one of those characters who, like Sarah Johnson, Mrs. Johnson, becomes a staple in Dark Shadows. Yeah, you weren't sure if they were going to really stick around. Yeah, and Jason didn't, or Jason, uh, Willie didn't seem like one of those guys, it seemed like he was one of those guys who was going to come rough things up and leave, you know? Exactly. I, I didn't expect to see Willie for much longer, you yeah. know? he's He shows up, he's a cringy lowlife who just makes us all uncomfortable, makes us just sit there and cringe. He's very cringeworthy. <laughs> he is very cringeworthy. <laughs> and uh, he's a friend of Jason's, and the two of them have been traveling together and swindling together for some time. Mm -hmm. And Willie is one of those guys who can cause trouble no matter where he goes. He, he's seen trying to pick a fight with some guy at the bar simply because he accidentally bumps into him as he walks by. Mm -hmm. And Willie wants to be invited up to the big house, but Jason just doesn't feel like the time is right yet. He's like, you're going to blow everything. Right. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we, we already know this is the first of the two big things that happen. Jason and Willie come to town, and Jason starts his blackmail. And then, of course, the second one is where we get the conclusion of Burke Devlin's revenge on the Collinses. Yeah. And Sam, after some arguing and convincing, calls Burke and asks him to come to the cottage. Mm -hmm. And Sam admits to Burke what he knows. And Burke is about ready to pee his pants because finally he has the truth. Mm -hmm. Finally. Because he said all this time, you know, or he said before, you know, I, I was drunk. I, I, I'm not entirely sure, but I, I just know that I wasn't driving that car. Yeah. And now he's got proof. Everything that he believed for 10 years, he knew. He knew he was innocent. And <laughs> I just remember watching that scene and Burke's face when Sam finally blurted it out. Burke's face, I can imagine, is how everybody else's faces were when it was first airing. And finally, somebody just blurted it out. Yeah. Finally. Yep. Like, oh. But it's I like, we I all loved, knew it, but it was nice to hear somebody say it finally. I loved his reaction. It was a very genuinely shocked Right. For me. It was like Liz seeing Jason. Yes, It was definitely. the perfect shock reaction. Definitely. Maggie walks in and wants to know what Burke plans to do with the information he's just received. So Maggie, this is where Maggie pleads with Burke. And she tells him the hell that her dad has gone through for the past 10 years. You know, you don't you don't know what he's done. He's, he's drunken himself into a oblivion. And he just keeps beating himself up over this. And hasn't he gone through enough hell? Burke decides to take Sam and just go straight up to Collinwood and confront Roger mm. that very minute. And Maggie's like, why can't this wait till tomorrow? You've waited five years. I'm done waiting. Let's do, we're doing this right now. And <laughs> well, and Maggie, she's so gung ho about getting her dad back on track. You'd think she would have jumped at the gun as well with Bert. Yeah. But she's just Get like, this why does this with. have to happen right now? You but, know, yeah. Sam tells Maggie that there'll be some satisfaction for him too, to see the look on Roger's face when they confront him with what they know. Just before they show up, Jason and Roger, they're having a pissing contest. You know, Roger hates how Jason acts in the house. He tells Liz, he's not drinking my brandy. He's drinking his brandy. Basically acts like he is the master of the house and he runs the joint. Yep. And they get Liz in the middle of it. And Roger's sure that she'll tell Jason to hit the road. But much to his surprise, she invites Jason to stay as long as he likes. Yep. I know this is probably what the writers were trying to achieve. But the way Jason talks to Liz and the way he bullies her, just it gets under my skin so badly. I just, ugh, every time I watch watch it. it when she's ready to go to bed he says aren't you going to wish me a good night and when she doesn't answer and he says it again i said aren't you going to wish me a good night oh my god more forcefully and she says good night and he smiles and says good night and walks out oh it just got under my skin Ugh. so bad Ugh. i just wanted to punch him right in the teeth but that, i guess that's when this is right at the point where they show up burke and sam 
to see Roger. And then the showdown happens. Yep, 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 yep. Yes. Get a big old showdown. And it's so friggin' satisfying. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so Burke asks everyone to step inside the drawing room, um, Liz included, mm-hmm. after Roger has asked um, that she be left out of it. Yeah. Sam proceeds to tell everybody in the room what he saw that night. Um, Roger, of course, continues to deny it. Yep. Up until the very end, he denies it. Roger keeps saying, Burke's just trying to ruin the columns as he's always been jealous. The paintings are brought up and that Roger gave him $15,000 as a bribe. Sam, yeah. Yeah. Roger says that was extortion on Sam's part. So at this point, Roger's just panicking and trying to come up with anything, um, something on the spot explanation wise right but he's he's falling on his face and liz knows that she can just see it yeah like she's just watching him and she admits that in her heart in the back of her mind she knows brother's guilty yeah she's known this for a long time yeah she thought this for a long time definitely and it doesn't surprise her she's not shocked when it comes out she's She's already been preparing in her mind what to do because he is guilty yeah she just the the calm in Liz when all of this was going down she wasn't freaking out like what I can't believe this she knew it she knew it and she wasn't surprised well and going back to when Burke first first showed back up and brought this stuff back up that just again explains to us why she keeps David so close because she knows Roger's guilty she's known this whole time definitely but that's why she's kept David so close because she takes she it's David is her son when if Roger ever gets taken away and locked up right she, she'll be the next one. Laura's so, gone. and um, Burke asks Liz what she plans to do about it as the keeper of the Collins's um, conscience and the family honor. Yeah, we, we, we discussed this before. Liz is the keeper of the family honor. It's definitely not going to be Roger. It's got to be Liz, yeah. you know. She immediately decides to call the police with all of this. As she's dialing the police, Burke takes the phone from her hand and hangs it up for her. And says he wanted to see if she if she really had the guts to do it. Yeah, and she did. So in the end, Burke gets his revenge of sorts. You know, he gets Roger to admit that he's the one who did it. Mm-hmm. And somehow, this is all Burke needed. Yeah. Just for Roger to admit it. This was all Burke needed to get on with the rest of his life. Yeah. And this was huge of Burke. This whole time, he had been wanting revenge on Roger and the whole Collins family. He had been plotting and planning, but all it took was Roger admitting what he did to Burke, and Burke realizes it's all he's ever wanted, and he's able to move on. And again, you see Burke Devlin the man instead of Burke Devlin the villain. Yeah. It was another moment where those ice chips fell down from Burke, and it made me love him a little bit more. So So after that showdown with everything and... um, the truth coming out and I guess that's when everything can begin to start healing and blowing over yeah and after that we see Liz catching Jason snooping Jason snooping around the basement again yep and he's trying to get in the locked room (laughs) and he claims he's just looking for David this is one of those first times that Liz tells Jason to pack your bags and get out Mm mm-hmm but all this saga is all about Jason's blackmail, so we know how the conversation ended. Yeah. <laughs> and this time, he threatens to go the t- to the police. And this time, we find out exactly what's in that locked room for the first time. Ooh, yeah. Jason says this thing to her where he said, It's not necessary for me to be here, but it's necessary for you. If I were to leave here, I might meet people, the authorities, the police, and I might want to talk to them. Anyway, why should you bother if I go in here? I already know what's in here. And maybe I want to pay my respects. Paul was a good friend of mine. He may not have been a very good friend 
or husband to you, Liz, but he was a very good and loyal friend to me. Pity you had to go and kill him. Mm. And weren't you fortunate enough that you had a good and loyal friend like me around to bury him for you? (laughs) So that tells us undeniably what's in that locked room. Yeah. (laughs) This is another one of those moments where he was just like, I'm sorry, Liz, you made me say it. And I won't say it again unless you force me to. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, I just want this guy to get his already. (laughs) (laughs) So this is how things go for the next few episodes, like several episodes. Jason bullies Liz every time she turns around. And all of the anguish we've seen in Liz up to this point is suddenly amplified because there is someone here, the only person who knows why Elizabeth Stoddard hasn't left the hill in 18 years. And along with this, Willie Loomis continues to be a creep with the ladies and he causes trouble with all the men every chance he gets. And he squares off with Joe while he's pushing himself on Maggie. But Jason shows up and apologizes and takes him away from the fight. He's always there to defuse something, you know. Right. And while all that's going on, his bullying Liz and everything, this everybody's... He wore out his welcome pretty quick style. And, you know, at first everyone's like, oh, he's so charming. He's this and he's that. And then it's like, who is he and why is he here? When is he leaving? Yeah, and, it, and everybody starts... Um, talking to each other like Roger and Carolyn and Vicky, they're like, "What is it with this guy?" Yeah, it's like, I just what I can't she... help but feel that, that he's got a hold over her. Is what Carolyn keeps saying. He's got some kind of hold over her. Yeah, the way he's acting and Mom hasn't dismissed him yet. Right. Like, exactly. What is up with this guy? Liz was not herself. Yeah, just was not herself at all, and everybody knew it. And everybody was racking their brains trying to figure out why. Yeah. At this scene at the bar. Um, where Willie's trying to push himself on Maggie because Joe's late, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, after Jason's already told Willie that the time wasn't right for him to join him at Collinwood, Willie comes up to the house anyway and invites himself to stay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and after some argument, and Jason agrees to bully Liz into letting him stay, and Jason is worried that Willie will, is going to blow his whole game at Collinwood. Yeah. And Vicky warns Carolyn to st- just stay away from Willie. He's he's the he just hits me as the type that would commit murder. She says. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So, I mean, this is what Vicky said. You know, the, I mean, this is the the way that Willie hit her. I think he's capable of murder. You know, and, and I have to give it to that first actor that did play Willie, James Hall. Definitely, he definitely portrayed that creepiness and commit murder type of Willie. type of willy <laughs> definitely he you did gotta give it up for it him, was so but. creepy uh, but i just couldn't see john carlin playing that willy john carlin brought something completely different to willie loomis willie loomis was a different person after barnabas came he was he was and that was and when john carlin came in to play Willie, he didn't have much longer as that old Willie. Right. He only, it was only a short time until he met Barnabas, and then everything changed. Definitely. I definitely think John Carlin pulled it off pretty well, too, but James Hall friggin' nailed it. Yeah. He just, he just did. Yeah. So that's where we're at in the story. Carolyn gets the feeling that Jason has some kind of hold over Elizabeth and that the things that she's doing and the way she's reacting is very uncharacteristic of her. And Liz tells everyone that Collinwood is her home and she'll invite anyone she likes to stay. Mm-hmm. And Willie tells everyone, I'm a pretty easy guy to get along with as long as people treat me right. 
Right. <laughs> and mm-hmm. he, he terrifies the crap out of Carolyn and, and Vicky. And when he demands that they stay and get him breakfast, yeah. that, that whole scene was just like, whoa. Yeah. And just, and later on, Burke squares off with Willie too and warns him to treat these ladies right. <laughs> and that same night, Willie starts in on Carolyn again. He corners her in the drawing room and mm-hmm. demands that he keep her company. And he freaks out, freaks her out so much that she pulls Roger's gun out of the desk. <laughs> Yeah. And tells him she'll blow his head off if he doesn't leave her alone right this second. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, the next morning, was telling Liz, I had to use a gun on him. Why is he here, Mom? You know, he, he's, he, he scares me and scares me so much that, it, you know, I, I was ready to kill him. Yeah. You know? She goes straight to Jason and demands that Willie leaves. And he, of course, brings up the police. And at this point, Liz, she's tired of being bullied. And she, at this point, she's, I don't care. Right, and, she, and she will do anything to protect Carolyn. Yeah. You know, it, there's somebody in there threatening her and being creepy with her, and she wants him to leave, and he was like, go to the police. I don't care. Yeah. And But then Jason says the thing, if you go to, if you go, if you go to jail, if I call the police and you go to jail, what's that going to do to Carolyn? So yeah, that's what diffused Liz that time. David ends up telling Willie about the Collins family history and how rich they were. And this is the very first time we see Barnabas Collins' portrait in, <laughs> in the foyer. <laughs> wow. This, this very dapper-looking, serious man who would look to be very, very rich and very, very prestige. And Barnabas I, wears more jewelry than I do. I know. Me too. Just FYI. <laughs> Definitely. And <laughs> Willie was mesmerized by these jewels and these this jewelry that Barnabas is wearing. And he begins to wonder what it would take to get his hands on some of these. Yeah. And he walks out the door and the heartbeat, you can hear the heartbeat coming from the portrait. Mm. And the eyes start glowing. And yes. That freaked me out the first time I ever saw it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, those eyes. I love it. But, um, so right after this point, one, right after he finds the portrait of Barnabas and the eyes start glowing and he starts getting obsessed with these jewels and how he can get them, that's where Mr. John Carlin enters as Willie Loomis. Yeah. And uh, John Carlin stayed in the show until the very end and he played several characters along the way, but we know him best as Willie Loomis. Yes. We just, that's, he even that's got a he chance is. to be a Collins. Yes, Absolutely. But yes, he's best known and I think loved as Willie. Definitely. And Willie begins to ask around about the Collins family heirlooms and the jewels and where they might be stashed away. And we kind of get the idea that he's planning some kind of heist to find these jewels because he's sick of waiting for whatever Jason is planning. Yeah. And Jason's sitting up here in the mansion getting... In the lap of luxury. ...pampered and (laughs) got an ocean view and Willie's staying at the shitty Collins poured in. Right. Mrs. <laughs> Johnson is starching all of his shirts and Willie's just got a sea bag poured. You kind of felt bad for him. <laughs> he's like, no, but he gets, you know, real fast. He's like, I'm not waiting on this. No. Yeah. And uh, Burke takes it upon himself to go and talk to Liz about the things that are going on. Liz, of course, doesn't want to hear it, but thanks him just the same for his offer. Yeah. And Willie starts in on Vicky, which ends up being a huge mistake because Burke walks in in the middle of it and just throws Willie straight up against that clock, that mm-hmm. grandfather clock. Mm-hmm. And if, Viz- if Liz and Vicky hadn't been there, I shudder to think what Burke would have done to Willie. He could have put him in the hospital. He definitely I'm could sure have. Of it. Burke is no lightweight. I'm sure of it. He's been to jail. He ain't afraid to go back. Right. But it doesn't take him long to come back for more. Yeah. Because later on, everyone is um, having a night on the town at the Blue Whale. Somehow, this is the night everyone's out. Yeah. You know? It's probably the, a Saturday. Yeah. The only ones who aren't there are Carolyn and Vicky, the ones who are at Collinwood. 
Yeah. But everybody else in the town is there. Uh, Burke walks in and sits down with Joe and Maggie and Sam. Mm-hmm. And Jason and Willie are on the other side standing at the bar, you know. And it's so funny because both tar- parties, both parties are talking to each other about the other party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was so gossipy. Jason tells Willie that Burke's done time. That Burke has gone to prison. And the other guys over here are talking about, he's just so creepy. How did those two become friends? You know, and it's just, it's so funny to me. And, well, and Burke's telling the um, his group that he just got over a 10-year vendetta. Yeah. And he's not looking for another fight. But he'll do what he's got to do. If it, invi- yeah, it, yeah, if, definitely. If it comes to that, you know? Definitely. He'll be there to, to protect him. It's and like, I'm not looking for another fight, but. Right. So when when Jason tells Willie that Burke has done time, it humors Willie as much as it annoys him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he starts picking on Sam and Burke gets in the middle of it. Like he starts talking, Oh, you're an artist, do you ever paint ladies? You know, and, and in that way and, and Sam's just like, Come on, man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and 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 he gets mad, you know, and he, like Willie does, mm-hmm. and Burke gets in the middle of it. And Willie gets in his face and talks a lot of crap to him and Burke punches him dead in the face <laughs> so they brawl and burke it sends him running with his tail between his legs and burke warns jason to get him out of town or he'll come after both of them mm-hmm. and like we said burke is no lightweight you know willie had to pull a knife for him for him to get scared you know yeah. and in the end Jay, it, burke took him down anyway and i'd like to point out i feel like this is the moment even though you know they're in the bar they're having a nightcap or whatever mm-hmm. i feel like this is where sam starts to turn around definitely sam the, evans yeah. this vendetta is off his back too so. there's no more guilt burke's got his revenge he's he's good now everything in sam evans life is great now right he's so. back to enjoying his nightcaps instead of needing them right exactly you know? and and maggie knew it too it was so nice to be out with their dad and not worry that he was going to run but off he's not the one causing the drunk scene yes for once in exactly the bar. she you know so this had to have been it was a very it's it was a very pleasant night yeah you know until willie until willie until willie showed up come on boy but <laughs> so jason goes to liz and demands more money to get willie out of town yeah and she gives it begrudgingly but she gives it <laughs> And Willie finds out from David that there's a story that his ancestors were buried with his jewelry. So he tells Jason he'll leave, but he wants to go and see if he can find the jewels. He doesn't tell Jason this, but he's like, sure, I'll leave. Mm-hmm. And so now that he's got Jason sort of off, appeased for now, yeah, he's going to go out and try to find these jewels. Yeah, And he heads to the graveyard to scope things out because he's read in the book, you know, Naomi Collins was buried with her jewelry. Mm-hmm. And... So he goes to scope it out, and he runs into this old, the old caretaker. Yeah. <laughs> the one who told him all about the stock bridges and the Radcliffs mm-hmm. and the Murdochs mm-hmm. and all that. He tells him where he can find the, the Collins family tomb, but warns him never to go in there at night, but to wait until the sun comes up. Mm. So, friends, that is the end of this story arc before we go into the next one, which is Mr. Barnabas Collins. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> because this scene at the graveyard is this most popular scene in Dark Shadows ever. Yes. And we all know what happens when Willie goes to the graveyard to do what he's going to do. And I really want to save it for the next episode, Yeah, guys. so sorry. Y'all are going to have to wait till next <laughs> week on this one. But, <laughs> um, well, thanks so much for joining us tonight. This was a 
said, this was a little, just a tiny little lull, but definitely still some things going on in, in Dark Shadows, some very big things. So next week we will come back and we will talk about our favorite topic, Mr. Barnabas Collins. So once again, comments, concerns, questions, shoot us an email at betweentheshadows2021 at gmail or find us on Facebook. But until next week, remember to keep it between us and the shadows. Good night. Good night. I meant it, Liz. You don't have to call the police, and I give you my word. I'll never bring up the subject again. I've had my moment. I've known what it's like to have power over the Collins family. For now, I'm satisfied. Almost, that is. I won't go to the police on one condition. Confess. I merely want you to admit that you did it. Here and now. In front of Liz. In front of Sam. And in front of me. I want to hear the words. I want to hear you say them. Now, Roger, you were driving the car. You hit the man. You killed him. Say it. The money you gave Sam. Now, just one more thing. I sent an innocent man to prison for five years. Say it or I'll choke it out of you. At last, now it's over. I thought I wanted to see you rot in prison, but people like you rot wherever they are. <laughs>